You're listening to the Lux Life Discovered Podcast, where we talk with people who are living a lifestyle that reflects their passion, because we believe everyone should be living their best life, their Lux Life. The show is hosted by Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group, a premier national event planning company, and co-hosted by Shannon Richmond, the vice president of the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notifications of future episodes. The show is produced by 30A Media and is broadcast on your favorite podcast outlets, as well as YouTube, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TVs, and other major brand smart TVs. Hello, I'm Rick Steiner. Welcome to Lux Life Discovered. And our co-host today is Shannon Richmond with the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. So Shannon, glad you're here today. Thank you for having me back. Great, great. And then our guest today is Scott Lasseter with DJ38. And Scott has been on previously we had such a good visit with you before that we wanted you to come back because, first of all, kind of give a, a background of what all you do, and then we're going to talk about your event this weekend. You got it. You all got right. It. Uh, well, uh, my name's Scott Lasseter with DJ 38, and I have been in the music business and DJing for over 20 years. And since I moved down to the 38 area close to 12 years ago, um, I've started DJ 38 and do full-time corporate events, weddings. Um, that's pretty much what I would call my full-time job, and I also have a full-time job at night pretty much where I produce music and uh, mainly dance music and work in the studio full-time also. So kind of wear two hats, right? Uh, but my passion is just playing in front of people, no matter what style of music or anything like that. I just love to see what I'm giving crowd-wise and then make them dance and have sure. a wonderful time. Well, you mentioned the recorded music. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people don't understand you're also a national recording artist. Correct. So tell us a little wow. about that because most people would never know that we have our own celebrity right here. <laughs> I would call it a celebrity pretty much. <laughs> what, I, what I produce mainly, what my passion is, is a, is a smaller, smaller genre of what I would call mainstream dance music, electronic dance music, and it's breakbeat. Um, and it's like, have you ever heard of James Brown drummer? Uh, so that would be kind of what it is, but to a dance music soundtrack. So uh, I work with a lot of vocalists, a lot of rappers. Um, and a lot of other different people from other genres want to cross over, or I cross over to their genre. So um, we have tracks, over 300 tracks out on Spotify, um, wow. Apple Music, et cetera. And uh, we recently just got off, just a few days ago, playing EDC Festival in Orlando, uh, close to 400,000 people uh, over a three-day period. So yeah. that, was, that was something I'll never forget right there. Well, sure. And that was just this past weekend. Correct. So. Yeah. And you were saying that one night... There's like 180,000 a night, uh, yeah. I, believe I can't even imagine that. It was, uh, it's at Tinker Field in downtown Orlando. And what they do is they take over the stadium. So on every corner of the stadium, there's a huge stage. And then in what I would call like the fairground part of the stadium, there's all smaller stages that, dot, that kind of just dot the entire fairgrounds. It is, people flying from all over the world, not just the United States for wow. this. And it happens twice a year in the United States, Las Vegas and Orlando. Do you do Las Vegas? I, I do not. I've not done the old Vegas yet. That is absolutely a bucket list. I heard like. you. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'll be in Vegas this coming up weekend for the Aerosmith show, but uh, <laughs> I've, I've not played EDC yet. But I've played Las Vegas, but not on that stage yet. Yet. Yeah. Okay, yet. so when we see yeah. you next time, you will have done that. I hope so. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. And you play all over the world, too. Yes. Uh, I've played Aruba, Jamaica. Who I want to take it? I had to finish that part. Yeah. Of the one. I, I play pretty much a, if it, any anywhere that, that has a breakbeat following. My my studio partner and label mate uh, Dan Giorgia, he's known as Huda Hudia. He just left playing uh, a breakbeat festival in Spain, over thirty thousand people. Um, and three years before that, where he proposed on stage 
uh, in Spain, in Seville, to his current wife, uh, Ms. Aww. Ashley Jurjurian. So uh, he actually posted her on the same, same stage he played at a couple of weekends ago. Kind of unique. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm just glad she said yes. The interesting blend between what I do in the studio and kind of like my alter ego is when I take the um, experience of playing clubs in Atlanta, uh, clubs all over the United States, and take that into the corporate event space mm -hmm. and wedding event space, it, it kind of helps me as far as like from the audio side of things and the aesthetics of how you're presented to the audience for a wedding or corporate right. event. I've learned so much on the presentation speaks to the client before you even play your first song. Sure. And that's something that I've kind of taken to what I do with a corporate event and wedding space that I, I think is kind of missing uh, in some parts of the United States in that, in that right. area. Well, you know, you played it, um, of course, you know, but at our recent ribbon cutting and the client, um, you know, Kimberly, for saying this, she goes, now he's not going to play that booty dropping music, is it? <laughs> Is he, and I'm, I kind of laugh because I'm thinking, I don't even know what that means. But, um, you know, it's, you, you're really keen in being able to, to know your client. But like you said, that kind of goes into your prep before you even Correct. get to the event where you've already researched everything, knowing their likes, dislikes. Because, I mean, you could play any, any venue anywhere, yeah, regardless correct. of size. Yeah, so, I think yeah. Uh, the, the, what, how I kind of just uh, tell DJs that my talk to me about doing corporate and weddings is anytime you put on a song, number one, you never play anything that's going to be an abrasive or just is not right for that moment. So you always play it safe. Yeah. But every time you put a song on, you're looking at the reaction. So right when you introduce that song on the mixer, you're looking at the crowd and you're seeing the response you're getting. And you will be able to see them. Okay, how dark the venue is. You're going to be <laughs> yeah. able to see. Sometimes you can feel it. And right. it happens to the best of us. You put on a song and you just call the wrong song. You quickly get out of it. You don't have to play that five minutes. Right, right. You quickly mix yeah. out of it, and you put that in your memory bank and your data to kind of formulate the rest of the night. Yeah. And on that event that I had the pleasure of doing, doing with you, which was amazing, by the way. Yes, I did for sure. We had, we had a blast. That event yeah. was, that was so very, very amazingly executed. Um, Just but, wish you were available in December. But what happened, the oh, event, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what happened at the end of that event, the lady that said, don't play any beauty music, was actually out there dancing too. I know. When yeah. I saw her, she said, no dancing for her. Remember we were right. all on the dance floor? That all changed. Do you yeah. remember when I first walked up, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so good. And that goes back to your presentation. The whole setup just looks so nice. Right. Yeah, I think what we're seeing industry-wide is we're getting away from DJs and even musicians that are just showing up with cables everywhere, which yeah. is a pet peeve yeah. of mine, and, and just a banquet table and a bed sheet thrown over it. Yep. Like you have to invest in yourself. <laughs> yes. And if you if you look professional as the crowd or guests are walking in, they are at they feel like they're at an event. Right. And, and that's the key yeah. thing. They know that they're gonna be entertained. They know that if you invest that in your material setup, then your mental setup and your mental prep is gonna be there as well. So I think if you hit them from all angles, no matter who books you, what crowd you're booked to play in front of, you're prepped for success. If your aesthetics yeah. are good and you have great equipment, and yeah, you've that's also funny. that's the first thing I said. And but what I liked about it is I don't even think they were preparing to do a dance floor or anybody dancing. And at the end of the night, everybody was out there dancing and, and having such a good time. You know what's fun? It's just, uh, we call it earning the respect from the crowd. Oh. If you're doing clean mixes and you're not just assaulting their eardrums with decibels. 
and you're reading the crowd, and you know you can introduce songs for every demographic that's there, no matter if they like country, uh, hip hop, uh, funk, Motown. You can introduce all of that in a creative way, and that's where you can really learn it. DJs are a dime a dozen, like, but the good DJs are definitely not a dime a dozen. Like it is, I've been, I'm still learning, and I've been doing this over 20 years, and I played vinyl, CDs, and now MP3 and WAV format. You never stop learning. And to be very honest, if I listen to a mix that I did a year ago, I want to call one of the tapes. And it's not, <laughs> and it's not a bad mix. Just, it's yeah, just I feel like so I, where I'm at now versus three months right. ago is suddenly different. Um, and I, th- I think anybody that's really passionate about what they do will feel the same way, even an athlete or a speaker or a counselor. Oh, that yeah. Well, I guess you did earn the respect of the crowd because we were all out there dancing. Oh, yeah, we it were. We were having fun. fun. You did yeah. a great job. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I had a, that was a fun night and great weather and great food. Everything and, was, yeah. Oh. Everything was perfect. Great yeah. group of vendors. I mean, the client was perfect. So yeah, they're all was, high. Yeah. It just, everything was perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, if you had bad music. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I think it's also neat, too, with your skill and your talent that you can still play weddings. Because a lot of people would say, you know, I don't want to deal with weddings anymore. Because yeah. they can be a pain. If, you or know, maybe they could be a little boring. Or just, yeah, to, you know, but you make it, you make each one yours. Which weddings is, is where I, could, to be very um, upfront, weddings is where I keep sharp. The um, weddings is by far, and I don't, I will argue any DJ on this. Wedding DJs are the hardest, like, setting that I can be put myself in. Really? Um, okay. you, keep oh, in mind, yeah. think, of the, think of the demographic at a wedding. We're oh, talking yeah. from, God forbid yes. bring a one-year-old to a wedding, but people do. But you can have me from one years old to 80 years old at a wedding. Yeah. And you're trying to play something that fits every demographic that it's not abrasive, but also you're not just a wet blanket either. Right. right. You know, and um, the way I view every client, especially weddings, is when I start, it's a blank canvas. And I think that's what separates with my prep. I think it's what separates somebody that's passionate about learning and somebody that's just going there doing what I call a canned performance. Right. right. And I can probably give you a list of 20 songs that I would say 80% of wedding DJs play. Um, and I try to not ever play those songs. Well, that makes and that's, sense. that's yeah. because I talk to the client. Well, it's their special day, and they're going to record it, have it in memory forever, and if you blow that, ooh, wee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I did a wedding, of, I won't say when or where, to keep it kind of generic, but everybody will know. But um, the mother wanted a band and the daughter the bride wanted a dj but she wanted a dj that would play her style music and her mother's like i am not going to have that music played with your grandparents here and um Uh-oh. before it was over that so they went to dj and before it was over that night that mama knew every word of that song and she had those <laughs> songs that was dancing more than anybody else and their grandparents were out there too so it was kind of he he pulled it together which was a, i was you know concerned because i'm thinking well, if he it's, just came to to an event, had a list, and this is what I'm playing, well. Yeah, you have to be, like, you. a lot of people, like, you cannot do that right. and be successful. You do not know, especially for weddings, what yeah. is going to be given to you to play to that night. You can talk to the clients for a year, which have, like, my, <laughs> my booking cycle is typically a year. So you're talking to them constantly, and I'm pretty good at having a very streamlined questionnaire that gives me a great snapshot of my parameters with them. Right. And they also, I encourage them to make playlists and we, we kick ideas back and forth. But until you get there in person, you don't know the energy of the room. What if it rained that day and everybody's 
not in a good mood. What if a shuttle didn't show up and they had to walk that mile from ceremony to oh, venue? Good point. Which yeah. is in Rosemary, that, that could that could happen. Like in certain certain venues, that could happen. So you don't know what you're being dealt. Uh, I'll give you an example, two great examples. A couple of years ago, Alabama, the bride graduated from Alabama, oh, no. won a game. <laughs> won, won a game. Uh, right before the uh, grand entrance. And the, the energy there, what, half the oh, wedding went to Alabama. I bet it was amazing. This year, this year, Tennessee and Alabama game, half of the crowd went to Alabama, half of the crowd went to Tennessee, and Tennessee won, obviously. And that was a ta task to get them to come together. I mean, it really was. I mean, well, it's to the Southeast. So yeah. Southeast is competitive, but everybody wants to beat Tennessee. So you period. don't know so, what you're being dealt. And <laughs> again, like having a, have what I call a, a written out canned performance takes away your creativity and you trying to engage the crowd and being more of a custom fit for the, for the client and making it more custom. And I equate um, information that I get from my clients is what I equate it to cooking. If, I, if you ask me to cook you a meal and you give me a ton of ingredients, I'm confident that I can cook you a great meal. Right. But if you just give me three or four sentences, like to me, you're going to get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, you know, if you only give me two or three ingredients. So the more information I get from the client, the more I can custom tailor the event to their style and the parameters that they're kind of setting. Um, so to me, just engaging the client yeah, uh, is, really is, is so key. And again, you have to be receptive to learning. You, sometimes clients teach me a new trick without even them trying to teach me a new yeah. trick. Sometimes they recommend stuff that I don't think will work but they're adamant and they tell me why and we do it and it works and I got another tool in my pocket. So you never too old yeah. to start, stop learning. Well, you know, as a planner, my, you know, you deal with like you deal with your client up until the big day. And then once we get to the reception part after dinner, once, once they get to the meal, then I can take a deep breath. Absolutely. And I've never thought about you, you know, or the DJ or the band, all of a sudden you've got the same pressure because you've got to read the, make sure you're playing the right kind of music so i guess i need to be a little more sensitive to that because that is a huge because you, you just think you're the, hearing the music and it's yeah, all he just yeah. but he you're setting the mood for the rest not of like, the night it's not yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. i work with a lot of the uh, same uh, planners just uh -huh. for me doing this for close to a decade here and the biggest compliment that i i received from my planners is once we get that grand entrance and those dances over yeah they can. They've been at it since probably eight that morning. Right. They they literally take it. They they high five me. They're like they know that I have this. They're like, yeah, we can kick. They know that I have. To bit, me, yeah. that's like a great compliment. And sure. uh, I sure. feel like if I added stress to a planner, that they would not use me anymore. Like I'm not a. If I have a, I'm a self learner and a self starter. So if there's an issue, I'm pretty confident that I can pick it up and take care of it without having right. to engage them and you know build up their stress level. I oh, think that's, that's the Marine coming out. So of do you me. have something yeah, that's, that's a, like a backup, like if you're there and it's just not going as great as you thought? I, I've i never had like the, 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 the I think the biggest curveball you can receive in, in like in, for a Southeast wedding is when you have Southeast a very, <laughs> if you have a very strict grandparents or aunts and uncles yeah. that are yeah. very, very by the book. And then you've got a sorority or fraternity getting married. Oh. Yeah. And you've got you've got people that want to let loose. They might have traveled three states over and they don't want to hear the cha cha slide, okay? They want to right. they want to really dance and listen to music they expect to hear 
at when they're being entertained at a sure. nightclub. Yeah. And um, I think that's the biggest struggle is on the client's end, not communicating what to expect. And what we're seeing at some of the like the more what I say structured events now is we are actually seeing an early shuttle uh, that for for the last hour, where it's mainly people that want to hear. They it's kind of like a unsaid announcement on the invitations to where we're going to play this type of music the last hour. Oh, um, did so, you know that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, you know that that's just being very direct. And I think the more information you give your guest. The more they can plan their night. Are you saying grandma, grandpa home? Send them home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because all they're well, doing. No, that's that's a good you, point. You don't want to. You want them at the first part. And you want them to then, have a great experience, yeah. and then you don't want to offend them at the end. Yeah, right. That's, that's I mean, it, to me, and also what we're getting around to doing now. I'm not a big fan of this. But we're also doing fake exits, and we're also doing cake cutting. Cake cutting now is not what it used to be. Bouquet, like it's just a photo op now. Sometimes right. we don't even announce it. It's just a photo op. Bouquet and garter toss. If you're listening to this and you're about to get married, skip the garter toss, please. Yeah. No one does it anymore. It's, it's cringeworthy. You want to call her the table. And no matter how creative you get, we've seen it. And it's, your grandmother doesn't want to see that. Right, and their grand oh. doesn't want to see her granddaughter. Do that the last hour yeah. with the other yeah. music. Yeah, or not at all. I agree with Scott. Uh, bouquet toss is fine, but the garter toss is just so drawn out. And it's just fake energy. And keep in mind... Once I get everybody on the dance floor and we have to stop midway to do. Oh, you've lost your momentum. You've lost all the momentum. Yeah. And then you've got to get creative and get them back. Right. And what you're doing is you're giving people oh, an excuse to, to leave. leave. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you yeah. said that. Because are, we, you gonna, are you going to tell your bride that? I, I tell all my brides that. I, I do? In like fact, the last, well, the last several weddings, they've always done the fake exit. And I've said, you know, don't. Because like it, and it is an excuse for people to leave. And they're like, oh, they won't leave. They'll say, and you know, they'll say, well, if the band or DJ is good, they can bring them back in. But they shouldn't that's, have to bring them hard. back in. It is because, you know, we had one wedding. We had like two hours left in the the, the reception that night, and all but ten people in the family, the bridal party, and then some of the vendors were there. Everybody else left, and. We had fun the rest well, of the night, but it's like, what do you do? Well, well here, first, before I tell you what I do, and I have a good trick to do it, uh, but ask yourself this. Everybody that's out there listening, name your favorite band. Name your favorite band. And let's say you don't have the best seats. Let's say you were in the mezzanine, all right? Okay. What if Bruce Springsteen, midway through his concert, or three-quarters away through the concert, you've been, at, you've been traveling, and you're, you've been drinking a little bit, and you're eight hours into your day, and you're kind of like, you have to leave to go outside yeah. to the venue to your car to put get something and then walk back in and finish the last 30 minutes of the show. You might leave that show. Absolutely. And that's Bruce Springsteen, not right. Cha-Cha right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah. what I like to do now for doing a fake exit, I demand on setting up them actually booking a separate PA so I can go out there and announce the exit. Yeah. And I make the bride and groom get on that microphone, on my portable PA, and demand they get their butts back on that dance floor. We have a surprise for them. And it, it'll Great, be a song that means something to the main people in that wedding party. Oh, that's good. That's because, really yeah. good. It's just like you have to engage. Is that a secret? Like everybody's yeah, well, yeah, probably a secret. <laughs> well, fake exits became popular because sometimes your videographer or photographer won't stay that long. Correct. And um, Or it's not in that package that they have. And so we've come to accommodate certain vendors that have forgotten who the real client is. Right. And Doesn't so, sound like Scott. But that's, that's just a my little rant there. Yeah, Scott, so. it's like some of the, well, people like, say, photographer, videographer, they don't want to pay for the whole day. 
um, that's when you have to do the, the fake exit. Or if there's right. now, if there's rain coming and they have a cold spark package, or they say they have a horse and carriage, or they have something that requires you to be open air, yeah. that's when I think a grand exit would make sense. So you can incorporate everything that you've already booked because we went wow. Spark. Well, that and, yeah, that does make sense. Uh, yeah. And or if it's not covered, and they definitely like Rosemary, the cobblestone streets, you definitely want to get that in your exit shots with the cold sparks in the background. Um, if you do black and white exposures on that, it, it pops. So I understand, but if 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 it is just a you know traditional wedding, an indoor exit mm -hmm. where everybody's lining up, I, I'm totally against it. But there are ways to get everybody out there. But, but I like how you said you make sure that you, you demand that they have that. Well, I extra... feel like the client's putting me in a very bad spot. Right. And um, if I do not have everybody dancing, I'll think about it for four or five days afterwards. Well, plus they'll think you look bad. Uh, and that's why I tell them. I, I One thing, God, thank you for this. I'm very blunt with my clients now. And if it's that's a bad good. idea, and I know in my heart I've seen it live, yeah. it's a bad idea. They've only had one wedding. I've probably done four or 500 weddings at this point. So I know what works and I know what I can work with yeah. and I know what I absolutely cannot work with. Um, as long as I'm adamant that I feel this certain way, I'll still do what they suggest. At the end of the day, they're my client. But I would not be doing them my best job if I did not right. tell them. And just make them understand if you do a fake exit, there are no guarantees about after but that But the thing point. is, is then people but, think, oh my gosh, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you never want to hear that. Correct. Oh, uh, yeah. That it is a, a tricky, tricky part. That I'd is. rather. I, never knew. Yeah. I mean, I never yeah. thought of, I just thought, wow, we're having a good time. You know what? I, what another secret of mine is like, I always find in the crowd when I'm doing cocktail hour or during dinner, I'm finding people that have a little bit of pep in their step and energy. Usually it's like a fun couple or, and I'll go up to them and engage them. I'll, I'll ask their name. I'll introduce myself. So like, y'all want to hear anything tonight? Y'all come tell me. I feel like y'all going to be on that dance floor. If I do that to 20 people, at a 200-person event, have, yeah. I've got a built-in. They, oh. they think we're best buds, and they're yeah. coming up to me, telling me requests. And they, even though I, I'm very confident in my skill, it's always nice to have some secret weapons in your back. Absolutely. So yeah. um, I just think engaging, and when you show up the day of, that's your job. And I think a lot of people just go through the motions. Where to me, if I just went through the motions and I did not execute to the best of my ability, I would go to sleep with that in my head that night. Right. I really right. would. Well, no, that, that makes sense because you want to, um, it's just like as a planner, you want the best vendors to work with at an event. And same way with you, you know, you know what you bring to the table and that's why people hire you because they, they don't have to worry, like you were talking to your planners, they so don't I have to worry you about that part. You that you know, so I've DJed in Atlanta for a long, long time uh, at pretty much every venue there. And um, I've DJed for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, DJed a lot of bigger nightclubs with thousands of people. Yeah. This is back when the DJ booth was like in a hole in the wall right. in the second story. Because they were kind of... This. No one could <laughs> access it yeah. at all. You had to feel the energy and see hands in the air. You couldn't see the facial expressions. Oh. Uh, so I knew I like a DJ. I, I knew that I was very um, experienced with sound equipment and sound design and how to set up. Um, but what I did need to work on was just my interaction with the crowd. Because down here, even you play nightclubs here, the, the people are right there. When I used to play Pandora's or Red Bar, now we've all been to Red Bar, yeah. they can literally step, look, they can literally pour a pitcher of beer on your equipment. Yep. That's how close you are. Yeah. Not that that's never happened before. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, but uh, long story short, it's like you, you learn just by getting out there and by recognizing you could have done something better. Yeah. And um, I cut my teeth with weddings. 
I'm, I'm embarrassing to tell you. I remember I did a wedding one time in Montgomery, Alabama <laughs> for $300. Just because the bride was, her budget was gone, her last DJ book pulled out. Like, what can you send? I was free that night, $300. And I did it mainly to just go and take care of her and make right. sure she had a good wedding. But doing events like that, doing corporate events, um, playing nightclubs here where people are right in front of you, they can touch you, that makes you really be on top of the music you play and your selections and your mixing. Um, because if you do not play a good music at a bar around here, you're going you're gonna to find out very quickly. You'll get a call back. Not only that, the crowd's going to let you know. The crowd's going to let you know. And uh, again, just networking and putting myself around planners. Like I tell every planner, like at the end of every year, I, I send them an email. What can I do better? Like what, where am I failing you at? Like what can I do? Oh. And um, they are very blunt. That's one thing I love about the planners around here. <laughs> they won't Rick, tell are you me. taking notes? Really? Okay. Yes. But yeah, I mean, if I know how I'm doing like, uh, or what I could do better at, I mean, we all win. Absolutely. Well, this has gone by quick, but we still haven't covered your rental part. So tell us about your rental yeah. business that you have now. We're about to launch a 30A event rental. Okay. Um, we're building out the site now. But basically, we're going to be uh, renting out like uh, bands that you would know. Uh, we're oh. going to rent out celebrity DJs. We have Cold Sparks, uh, okay. photo booth options, multiple different looks and uh, fronts for that. Um, basically, anything you could possibly think of as a luxury add-on for a wedding, we're going to start including that. We're going to have a great catalog and book. Wow. wow. So, okay. uh, so they, they'll be able to go to your website and correct. then you'll have a link to your rental site. That's correct. Well. 30 okay. event rentals. Uh, we've already got the domain. The website's being built out. Okay. And we have people right now negotiating contracts with some like all-star vendors and officiants like Get, have it, imagine having have a celebrity nice. being your officiant. Oh, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. You know, so kind, of, kind of added like a different luxury service to this. And where did this come from? Man, honestly, I was on the, on the beach and I'm like, what What are we missing down here? The yeah. population boom is crazy. Weddings used to be two day a week business here. Oh, it's now seven really, days a yeah. week here. Wow. As well as corporate events. Um, you know, we have a bunch of big cor corporate yeah. companies coming here for their corporate retreats. Sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've, I've been... Uh, very uh, fortunate to be part of that for a lot of them. So I'm just That's thinking about what can we add to that awesome. service. That is good. And, you know, we always think of DJ, of course, well, I'm old, much older than both of you guys, but, yeah, you know, DJ older. was just somebody that just came and, as we say, it would spin some records. Yeah. You yeah. know, that type thing. Yeah. And that whole just image of a DJ has changed in, in well, he's part of the event. He is, yeah. You know, being a DJ, he controls the whole mood yep, of the event. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and again, like uh, just adding different layers of service uh, and different add-ons uh, just makes the client feel like they have had a custom day just for them. Right. And I mentioned earlier, starting with a every time I have a client corporate wedding, it is a clean slate. I don't want to tell you what works for me. You don't get, come with some pre, I, pre I, want, I tell them before I have any conversation with you about planning, you have to fill out the questionnaire. And I'm, I'm always adding and taking away from it, but I think I've got it streamlined to where once I read what they give back to me, I've got a great snapshot of what they're expecting from me and my wow. friends. That's right. good. So that way, when they ask me questions, I can actually give them advice based on their wants and needs. Okay. I tell you what, look at the camera, give your uh, website and information. Absolutely. And then I'm Scott Lassiter with DJ 30A, and you can reach me at scott at dj30a.com or simply dj30a.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. All right, that wraps up our 
edition of podcast or podcast with Scott Lasser. Always great to visit with you, and your talent just speaks for itself. But you're a great person as well, and it makes it so much fun. So thank you, Shannon, for being here again Absolutely. today. Thank we you will, so much for having me. You're welcome, and we'll see you on the next episode of Lux Life Discovered. Check out Lux Life Discovered on Facebook and Instagram, and on 30a.tv. See you next time on Lux Life Discovered.